The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We live in a fast-paced, hectic world where it is easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing your sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Master Your Life, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories for many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining hosts and their guests give practical advice that you can use every day in the quest to master your life. Now, here are your hosts, Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin. Welcome to Master Your Life, a show of insight, inspiration, and intelligence. Uh, And every week we start out with asking you to consider who is it that you want to be, who is it that you are right now, and how do you get there from here? Uh, Today, I am all solo because my co-host, Dr. Howard Rankin, was caught in Hurricane Matthew. (laughs) So I am uh, recording the show without him and uh, wishing uh, prayers and blessings to all those who were struck um, by that tropical storm. Uh, I'm looking forward today to talking about things that uh, I have had come up in the last week uh, around business practices and questions that I have had my um, former clients bring to me, and I think that we spend a lot of time on the show talking about um, mastering our lives in the areas of wellness, in the areas of spirituality, uh, even in uh, sometimes in business and how to grow business. Today's episode, I'd really like to focus on what are the psychological components of business and also what are the structural components of business. Uh, I myself have 25 years uh, in business as an entrepreneur, and What I have noted during that time, uh, I've worked for companies that are not-for-profit. I've worked in community development. Uh, I've worked for people uh, in huge corporations, you know, $425 million plus. And the basic struggles are all the same. Uh, We're stuck with trying to figure out what are managerial systems that are going to work best in order to get production. What I'd like people to consider today, if you're sitting here and you're a business uh, owner or you're an entrepreneur, is if you're if you're the CEO of whatever position you're in, how is it that you're managing that position right now? So just take a moment to reflect about that. And, you know, if you were to rate yourself and to be your best friend and look objectively at yourself on a scale of one to ten, are you like a one, you're struggling in that role, or are you a ten? Are you knocking it out of the park? And really be rigorously honest with yourself um, because the goal of the show, of course, and all of our conversations is to help you have a better life and to help uh, everyone to have a better business helps to meet the basic needs of uh, human survival. So our basic needs around, do we have food and shelter? Today, we'll be talking also about the moral intelligence of doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason in your business. So when we talk about a good structure around how do we actually build a good business, whether we're building it as an entrepreneur or we're building it as a CEO of a large corporation, we need a structure that we can function within. And uh, what I see is often companies will get going and they'll have, you know, one or two people that had a great idea because they had a beer over the weekend while they were building a fishing dock. And then somebody says, hey, like, why don't we bring this thing, this creation to life? And that's a particular stage in the development of a company that actually is great. It's very exciting times. People are full of good ideas. They have lots of juice. And then as things evolve, they realize, oh, this great idea actually takes a lot of work to bring it to life. So part of um, really growing a business is understanding that while we might have had some magical thing within ourselves that we love to do, I work lots with uh, holistic health practitioners 
and uh, entrepreneurs, and by the way, I think entrepreneurs and creative people are the future of humanity. They are the ones responsible for a lot of things in terms of human progress, and they're the ones making an enormous positive impact in the world. Uh, so I just would like focus on entrepreneurs and that spirit and the way that they they do things. But entrepreneurs get into business because they have a specific talent and they usually learn lots about that talent and they bring it to life and then they realize, uh oh, I don't have any business skills. <laughs> so I have lots of clients that come to me uh, over the years and go, well, how do I actually get this business up and running and make it not only functional, but how do I make it fun again? Uh, so if you're in that position, I just would invite you to think about um, some great resources and tools that I've used over the years um, to develop sort of my own approach in coaching. Uh, I'm an avid learner, and uh, often when we're entrepreneurs, we don't have time to learn anymore because we're so busy building our businesses. Um, so some of the, the tools or hacks that I used as I was um, understanding business structure and business management a bit more uh, were First Break All the Rules by Marcus Buckingham. And that's um, a Gallup study that basically uh, encapsulated uh, tens of thousands of employers worldwide. And so they just boiled down the basic sort of 12 things that are the metrics of a happy workplace. And I think if you walked into any library or any bookstore in the world, you would find that there is just shelves and shelves and shelves of books on psychology of business and how to be a better person and how to uh, have more influence and how to tell whether somebody is telling a lie or not. So trusted advisor types of material. And so while those are all well and good and it's really good to have the psychology piece figured out and to be coming from your work from a heart-centered place, it's also really important just to understand basic business structure because it's really difficult to grow a business if you don't have a foundation. And also, uh, even if you have a whole bunch of really good people or you're the only good person, if you don't have a, um, if you don't have a collaborative sort of way of getting work done, a functional structure and that you don't share kind of that values and the mission of the organization, then your like happy, positive attitude and your go-go spirit and your, you know, bringing your I can every single day is not going to grow your business. Uh, and in this particular time uh, in North America and worldwide, there's lots of challenges for people around just being employed, finding employment, starting new business ventures, getting financing for that. Um, we've seen worldwide economies uh, shaken quite literally over the past five years. And so how do we as entrepreneurs uh, and, and CEOs of large corporations, how do we build these um, business structures that not only are fluid and good and nimble during good times, but also can withstand times when things are not so hot? So in order to do that, you have to start out with a formula. And so if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're leading your own business, understand that if you're wearing all the hats in your business, that you're doing all of the functions and all of the, the jobs and all of the roles and all of the duties, which often is the case in an entrepreneurial role, at some point you have to sit down and list out what those hats are and go, can I sustain wearing all of these hats? And what is it that I lose by continuing to think that I can wear all the hats? And I invite you to think about that because I grew up on a farm. Um, and so I, I call it the agrarian sort of way of thinking or way of, of operating. And on our farm, we did literally everything. We learned how to do everything. We learned how to take care of animals. We learned how to um, take care of gardens. We learned horticulture. We learned landscaping. We learned how to take care of a home. We learned how to bake, how to cook, how to survive. Uh, we learned how to care for other people within that, um, under that roof. We learned how to be good community members. And, and we learned almost every art and craft that was ever <laughs> available to anybody. So in that 
thinking. I even learned, I mean, I learned how to, how to fix vehicles. I learned how to drive a combine. I, I learned how to drive a tractor. Um, and so all of those things, when you leave that universe, that world, you think you can actually manage almost anything. And you don't believe that there's any, nothing that you shouldn't a, be able to do and that you shouldn't try to do. I mean, I also uh, grew up in Canada and in Alberta, Canada, and it snows here, uh, you know, uh, not as much as everyone in the rest of the world thinks. <laughs> but it snows quite a bit and we're subjected to a lot of cold uh, weather. And in that, we learn how to, you know, get our cars running and shovel through snow and plow through snow and pull each other out of ditches and jumpstart vehicles. And other people in other countries go, what? What does that, what does that mean? Well, it, what it means is that we're pretty hardy also, that we can survive a lot of discomfort. And um, we also have learned ways of coping, not only with the discomfort, but being happy about it. I mean, I will say to people when it snows, oh, look, now we can go out and build snow angels and <laughs> the rest of the world. You know, if you're from a country where it doesn't snow or you don't have those kind of hardships, that is like an absolute surprise and people don't know how to cope with it. So depending on actually where you grew up and how what you learned will will influence how much you believe you a can do and b how much you should do. So as I left my home and went into the world, uh, I thought I should do everything because that was the thing to do. That's just how I, I was raised. And not only should I do everything, I should do it with a smile on my face and a happy heart. And so that's how I walk through life. And I'm still surprised at you know almost 50 years old. I'm still surprised by people who are seriously not happy every single day and <laughs> I just go wow it's like you're you're gonna have to go through this day anyway um, whether you're learning something or you're being challenged by something you're gonna need to go through this day anyway so why not do it with a happy spirit and so when we're checking ourselves or I'm coaching people that are uh, you know leaders of large large organizations or entrepreneurs I say what's well, you know what's your heart space that you're coming at these jobs with so we go back to all of these hats that we wear and we don't only wear them in business. Uh, we, we venture out in the world. We become entrepreneurs or we start to work for somebody. We become a wife. We become a husband. We have children. So, we, you know, we become a mother or a father. And then we become grandparents. So there's all of these ever-changing roles and hats. And all of those hats require that we have a different set of skills. Uh, and those sets of skills we have to decide if we want to use in our business and in our life or if we want to hand them off to somebody else. So when we're thinking in our business about what we do every day, I would, you know, get up as an entrepreneur and uh, be sitting at my computer, depending on whatever time I woke up in, you know, the middle of the night and would work for two or three hours doing consulting and then have a nap for 20 minutes and then get up and do another six hours of work and, you know, then go back to sleep for, you know, an hour or two. And then I would, you know, work for the regular eight hours and then I would get a few more hours of sleep at night. And that's kind of how I started out in consulting. Consulting, which is not abnormal for consultants to not sleep a ton. Uh, and then uh, in, as things evolved uh, in life, I realized, wow, I can't, I can't seem to get my house cleaned and do the work I need to do to get my business done. So something's got to give. And often what gives is then we just get less and less sleep. So that was a hard lesson for me to learn was to go actually bring people on board that can help you with things that they're really good at and they enjoy. Like housekeepers, they love keeping house, they love keeping things clean. And so as soon as I brought a housekeeper into my world, my world changed because my house was clean, there was less chaos, I was able to, uh, my house is where I work from, so for the most part. Um, so when I would come home, there would be like this great space to be in, and that I didn't need to be the janitor anymore also changed up the time I had to spend with my kids. So when you're considering as an entrepreneur or business owner, how many hats are you wearing? Think about also the impact on the other people in your life, and are you making a great decision by just continuing to work because you have this idea that you should be able to do everything or in fact are you being crazy and should you just be you know uh, thinking about how do you counterbalance all this stuff in a healthy way and I'm only saying this because I went down the path myself of doing things that were like uh, not healthy and and not um, productive 
So I might have accomplished a couple other things, but really in hindsight, I look at it and go, like I lost touch with my kids sometimes for months at a time, and that's stuff that you can't get back. And it doesn't matter whether you're in a huge corporation or you're you know, getting your own show going. Having the right people in the right places at the right time to help you grow your business um, and to make it lucrative, like to make it an actual money-making venture and that you keep your health are, are, are all have to happen at the same time. So as you can imagine, you're, you're probably thinking, well, that requires a lot of maturity and uh, a lot of insight. And I think it requires, first of all, uh, good sleep habits and People who have good sleep habits uh, have clearer thinking, and that can be supported by every study in the world. And so there's a couple strategies that if you're not sleeping the eight hours a day, you can try polyphasic sleeping, um, which is you know well-researched and easy to find on any Google search. So just if you, if you really cannot get the eight hours of sleep, and how do you fool your body into think you're getting it for right now? And so when you take care of your brain, you can actually take care of that your evaluation of the rest of your life uh, makes sense and is accurate. And the other thing when you're evaluating your work and your life is having a really like either a close friend that really cares about you enough to give you critical feedback or having a really excellent coach or a spiritual director. And so what the function of those people is, is to like look at your life and to help you evaluate what you're doing and to give you like holding up the mirror feedback, which is different than a pat on the back saying, wow, you're doing a great job and everything's fine and tickety boo. And you know, you're just awesome. You're, you know, knocking it out of the park. What you really need in your life (laughs) as an entrepreneur, especially is a partner that can critically look at what you're doing and help to rein you in. Uh, often, you, we don't have the capacity to do that ourselves. And so that it's just critically important to go, how do I find a really good uh, coach or spiritual director? And we'll talk about the differences between those two things um, because they are slightly different, but that way you will have an idea of how when you're going out to find somebody to fill that particular role that you can do it in a successful manner. So after the break, we'll talk about how do I find a great coach? How do I find a great spiritual director? And what would that mean for having a great business and a great life? Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit reallifetraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert now. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah. That's L-E-A-H-A at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life. Welcome back to Master Your Life. I'm host Leah Mattinson, and today we're just talking about business and life and how to be uh, excellent and achieving success in both areas of life. So before the break, I was talking about the importance of having a really great coach or a spiritual director and how you would figure out how to choose who that person would be. Um, And I would love to say that it's shameless self-promotion because I, of course, have a coaching business and I do spiritual direction as well. 
That said, I think there's lots of great spiritual directors and coaches in your life that you can find if you are an entrepreneur, maybe your resources are a little bit tight that you can find uh, for free uh, or a smaller fee. So the really important part is figuring out, well, who would those people be? And I just was talking about that it's very important uh, that the person is not just your cheerleader and fan. Uh, it's your spiritual director's job and spiritual director coach either way. is like what they're trying to do is to help you to keep your character intact uh, so that you can move from one challenging situation in life to the next. And I can guarantee you that in 25 years of uh, owning my own business, uh, coaching business, that the that the absolute certain thing is that things are changing all the time and that in order to manage all that change it you really do have to have the insight wisdom and and leadership and guidance of somebody who knows just a little bit more than you (laughs) and i i think that uh, for myself i absolutely know that there was times in my career when my own arrogance about what i thought i knew certainly got in the way of what i actually knew and that it cost me financially and uh, that it cost me personally. Uh, So my goal as a result of kind of having gone through some pretty significant pain points is to help people to understand that wisdom is is the, you know, cash in the bank. So if you can find somebody that is wiser than you, that is an excellent mentor, like an excellent mentor in business, an excellent mentor in life, then you can save yourself a hundreds of thousands of dollars for some people, millions of dollars over the span of a lifetime. You can also save yourself a whole bunch of agony, um, uh, personal destruction, and you can save your family uh, all of that pain and suffering as well. And um, I know it's like it's easy to delude ourselves that things are okay and that things in life are okay and that our business is on track and that we didn't see it coming. I didn't see that coming. It's like the most surprising thing to me when people say that. So they they uh, haven't either had the wisdom or insight or discipline or um, feedback from other people in their life that their wife or husband is unhappy, that they've got a crooked business partner, that they've got people in their business that are not serving the best interest of the business, that are undermining things, or they don't want to hear it. So that's why it's so critically important when you think about the role that this person could have or people, um, because if you can have more than one mentor, that's fantastic. So, so when you're critically analyzing how you want your life to be and you think um, whatever age and stage you're in right now. So if you're 20 years old, like what's your, what's going on in your life? If your kids are 20 year old, 20 years old, what's going on in their life? Where do you want all of that in your life to be five years from now or even five months from now? Do you want a really solid business that's earning you great money and that you can go to sleep at night feeling like your business is uh, viable and going to be viable for a long time? Or do you want to go to bed at night worrying about what all your staff is doing, worrying about that you don't have the bills paid, worrying about um, that you don't know what the com- competition is up to because whoever is in your company is not actually doing your, their job, but you've been too afraid to, to do anything about that. And I hear that from employers all the time. Well, I thought so-and-so would change. I thought Bob would be a better mentor. I thought Bob would be a better project controls guy. I, I thought that this guy would be a better VP of finance. And I and I just look at them and go, how would you think that I've been in your company for exactly three minutes and I am able to tell within and I'm exaggerating a bit, but I can tell within a week if I'm doing a consultation with people, I can tell who's um, playing above board or not playing above board. So I'm always surprised that CEOs and presidents of companies are like, I didn't know that was going to happen. And I'm thinking, well, where have you been? And so I think. Uh, in, in, in for entrepreneurs um, who are running their own show, it's being able to look at yourself and turn your st- kind of the looking glass upon yourself and say, you know, how, how am I showing up for work every day and how is it affecting my family? And particularly if you are um, married and you have children. 
because again, I have lots of clients that come to me after the fact uh, when they're in the middle of a divorce uh, or separation and they go, I just did not see that coming. I didn't realize that my husband or wife was, you know, doing all these other things outside the marriage. I didn't realize that was going on. And I think to myself, how could you not see that? How could you not know that? And why would why would somebody in your life not have given you like a, a really big heads up and a course correction? We've, but I think what's going on is that we've become so polite um, uh, with the people in our lives. You know, like we'll sit there and go, should I tell them? Shouldn't I tell them? And for heaven's sake, if you're if you see somebody that's going off course and you think about what their life is going to be like in five years from now, if the if the if the wheels fall off, they're not going to be doing Christmas with their family. So their little kids who are now six and seven years old are not going to be sitting around the Christmas tree together. You're all going to be trying to arrange who's got them. There's going to be fighting about all that. You guys are going to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars further in debt. Absolutely, I can guarantee that there'll be health problems in that scenario because because kids are affected by these decisions. And if in the moment of right now that you were sitting here critically and going, if I had a really good spiritual director or coach, that person would come to me and say, if I was open enough, I, they would say, this is what's going on in your life that I see that is offside. And then I would have to go, uh, either thank you for that and I'm going to do something with it because a spiritual director or a coach should be somebody that you trust implicitly. So from that position of trust, they are telling you that things in your life are not right. They're not congruent. So they might even say to you, hey, you know what? I noticed you're drinking a little too much. I noticed you got bombed on the weekend. I noticed your wife is or your husband is seeming disgruntled. Like they, you guys didn't talk all night at that social function that you we were all together at. What's going on? And like digging into that, because if we're really here to help people to have better businesses, they bring every single thing to work with them. We bring things to work with us. When things are broken in our lives, we bring it along with us until it is resolved. So in management consulting, we'll often look at people and say uh, whether or not we would hire them or not, or make a hiring recommendation based on what's going on in their personal life. So if somebody who has a spectacular um, resume or CV comes and they're going through personal strife, that is a no, uh, because they are not capable of doing the work that's required for the company to be successful. So when you're thinking about your little entrepreneurial venture, the thing that you love uh, so much, uh, you think about the things that you need to maintain as much as the things that you need to grow and a really excellent coach or spiritual director uh, will help you to do that. They will say, what are the very most important things in your life? What are the very, very most important things for you to keep grounded over the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and that might seem like just such a long way away uh, now uh, for those, for some of you when, you, when you're thinking about, wow, what am I going to be like? What, where's my life going to be in 20 years? But if your children are even, uh, if you're even somewhat the same age range as me, your, your kids might be somewhere between 12 and, and uh, 30, uh, and just going, in 20 years, your kids are going to be, you know, 50 and 22, so your youngest is going to be just finishing up university, and you're going to have a whole bunch of grandkids, and where are those grandkids all going to be spending their time if you don't hold it together right now, if you don't hold your business together and your life together right now? And so for those of you who are single, you're thinking, this conversation isn't for me. Well, I, I'm just saying <laughs> that it is for you when you're thinking about selecting a mate. So when you're considering who should I be with, who would be a good match for me, uh, and, and going forward in life, it's so important to have you know, kind of just four core things, proximity, chemistry, which everyone gets right away, and, <laughs> uh, you know, the, uh, shared values and commitment. 
And I often think or talk about um, my parents because they've been married for over 50 years now, but they were just like Clydesdales. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a Clydesdale is, just think of a big, you know, the Budweiser commercials. Uh, it's But these big teams of horses and they put blinders on them as so they can't actually see any other direction. And that is how they, if they take those blinders off, the whole team falls apart. There's wrecks. It's a mess. Um, so when you're walking into, whether it's your personal life, and relationship or you're walking into business relationships thinking about that little analogy about how you're going to a be the Clydesdale in your own life like how are you going to put blinders on to maintain staying on the right path and then when you bring somebody into that team how are you going to work with them as a team to keep your team on the right path And how do you not lose the plot, as I like to say? You know, so how do you stay in your part of the field so that you're not, you know, running all over the place without any sort of a a plan and that you're working together? And when you're working together, it takes half the amount of energy. You know, so so the on a business scale, when you can bring people in that actually act like Clydesdales, that they have the best interest of the business at heart when they're good people and when they when they share that mission vision and values you can have a really thriving business with lots of energy and lots of enthusiasm and lots of vibrancy and the same is true in your personal life so that if you're single it's like selecting somebody who fits that criteria so that when you're walking forward for the next 50 years hopefully for you that you would have made a really good choice right out of the gate uh, for people in business or in mar- that have been married for 20 years might be looking over at their husband or wife across the table and going, what the heck happened? You know, I used to just be a raving fan of you. I used to just be wild about you. Somebody who has a really good spiritual director or coach in their life will go and see their coach or spiritual director and say, you know what? I just don't feel about Barb the way I used to feel. And the spiritual director will say, you know what? You better grow up and figure that out. Not hey, well, you know what, there's Sally down the block that you can go and see and there's, you know, all these other all these other outs. A really good director or coach will say, how are you going to fix that? And they might even call up your partner and say, you know what, you we need to get this figured out. We need to get this fixed. So turning a blind eye to the things that we know are going offside um, in our lives or in our businesses is Uh, a surefire formula to create devastation in your life, uh, either in this moment or as things ripple out, you know, over time. So you may say, well, you know what, we're only human and we make mistakes and we we screw up all the time. And that that is very, very true, you know, uh, very true that. and, And so it's even more critically important that you think about how much pain you want in your life and how much pleasure you want. And if you, because we're ruled by a lot of that. And so if you go, I would love a lot of pleasure in my life. Who are you going to bring into your life that's going to help you to maintain the pleasure as much as humanly possible? And so having really good mentors, coaches, and spiritual directors is a way to help you to maintain that goodness. And I have definitely evolved through mentors in my life. So at 20 years old, my mentors were different than they are at 50. And they and because I didn't know what I needed to know when I was 20. And so if you have somebody that you look at their life and you go, wow, you have an amazing life. Not only do you have an amazing business, but you have an amazing family. You have amazing children who adore you. Uh, maybe even you have grandchildren that adore you. What is it that you're doing? Like, what is it you're doing in your life? I want more of that. And I want to find out how you do that. I want to find out what your habits are. I want to find out what you say to your husband or wife in the day that makes them look at you like you are, you know, just you hung the moon. And when we hang around people like that and we pick up those habits versus hanging out with people who are, you know, fighting with their spouse all the time, complaining about their business, complaining about their children um, uh, versus the people who are taking joy in the journey and going, well, how do we problem solve this? How do we fix this? Uh, You're going to find that the results that you get are very, very different. So uh, as you're looking for 
clarity in your life and you're looking for things to be more peaceful and more joyful and uh, more productive in your life and your business, those, having people in those roles is absolutely critical. Uh, so when we come back, after the break, we're going to talk about how do you then transition having these great mentors into practical habits that you can use every day to have a wonderful life and a wonderful family. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit reallifetraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert now. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah, that's L-E-A-H-A, at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life. Welcome back to Master Your Life. I'm your host, Leah Mattinson, and today we're talking about having a great business and a great life um, by using psychological strategies, moral intelligence, and understanding business structure. So before the break, I was talking about just the importance of having mentors and spiritual directors and uh, great coaches in our lives. And we talked about how you might be able to choose somebody that would uh, fill that role for you. So let's pretend now that you have done that, that you have found some really excellent mentors. So personally, you have excellent mentors. Uh, You have wonderful business mentors and that you understand how important it is to seek new mentors every time your old mentor isn't working out. Oh, you might go, hey, how would I know that my old mentor isn't working out? So that's a great question. And uh, in my lifetime, I have had mentors that I have moved along from using because they themselves have made some decisions that have changed uh, my level of respect for them. And that... I have thought that they probably aren't going to be able to lead me any further down the path that I need to go. Uh, Also, I have had mentors that have stopped working with me because I was not willing to move down the path that they were recommending. Yes, I did that. (laughs) So I would just invite you to, again, it's it's like stepping out of your own point of view and staying stuck in your thoughts that might actually completely throw you and your life and your business under the bus, as opposed to thinking about how you could really hear feedback from other people and like let go of like your claws being totally embedded in these point of view things that are not serving you. And the only way to transform your life or your business is to be able to let go of your point of view. And, and that's a really, really big thought. I was just in uh, this weekend ha- hanging out with some friends and all, all my friends, all my friends, I think are brilliant and they think they're brilliant. <laughs> so we, and, and I, by brilliant, I don't necessarily mean educated, but we all definitely use our intellect and we have these debates and we talk about things. And just, I was just struck with actually how I really needed to rein myself in from getting caught up in arguments that were debates that were nonsensical. And it's just so automatic 
sometimes to launch into these things because you have an idea or a thought and you think you should throw it in. I, I think I should throw it in. Uh, but And I think, what's the outcome of that? So I, I really thought about that a lot after we were done this weekend. And uh, I was able to rein myself in. And in the past, I have not been able to. And, that, and it has caused... Um, disconnection from other people. So while you might be smart and while you might actually have an educated point of view, it's thinking about is the education actually the truth? And you go, well, it's like, how do you tell the truth from non-truth? And that's also a great question. So as we're going through um, Life, people will call it, you know, your intuition or your gut feeling. Intuition and gut feeling play a really critical role in how successful people are in their life, in their personal life and in their business life. Um, the thing with intuition is that lots of people are wanting now to develop that. They're like very interested in how do I become more intuitive? I'm going to take more courses. I'm going to read more books. And I'm going to chase this whole idea of intuition. And the truth is you you can't turn intuition on and off. So if you're opening up to being intuitive, you will get all of this feedback from the universe, from, and I will say the universe because that is where it comes from. You will get the feedback from the universe immediately about whether or not what you're doing is in alignment or out of alignment. And that makes people sick because they don't want to believe that they themselves lie about things, make things up, would do stuff to throw other people under the bus, that they're resentful about things, uh, because then that would mean they would have to do something with that. So... I uh, was going through this process many, many years ago about building kind of my intuitive uh, skills for business, for work, and just couldn't sleep because every time I opened my mouth about, at that time, it was about um, uh, food probably and just going, every time I opened my mouth about, you know, living a healthy lifestyle or being well, I was having this battle with food at home when I went home. I was like hungry all like just eating all the time. And I felt physically sick about that, this internal battle, because intuitively I knew when I opened my mouth about wellness that I was telling a lie, that I was not living a well life. And so that's the development of that whole moral character or moral intelligence is the things that you do out in public or in front of people are they the things that you do when you're at home? And and so intuition and self-respect are really highly correlated. Uh, when you have really high self-respect, that is when you are doing what you say you're going to do with congruence. Uh, uh, so when you're um, thinking about being in an airplane, a good analogy, is like I'm flying from New York City to Edmonton, Alberta. And I'm on this flight path that should be fairly straight. If I drew it on a piece of paper, it looks straight to me. <laughs> but the pilot will tell you, well, we got in the cockpit at New York and we were off course more than we were on course on our way to Edmonton, that we are course correcting all the time. And so when we think about that in our lives, when I think about that in my life, I think, wow, it's like I am just like that airplane. I think I'm going from this point here today to wherever it is the next point. And that my whole day, if I'm not clear and certain about staying on track, is about course correction. Like what an enormous amount of fuel that takes. What a, like an enormous amount of energy that takes. And when you're more like the Clydesdales that are just plowing this path, they're off course very little, like you're course correcting very, very small amount. And, and so in our lives, the more we listen to in, intuition and the more that we are doing the things that we say we're going to do, and that being on the side of good, not going out and robbing banks and, and uh, you know, stealing things from people. But when we're more on the side of good, of doing the things that are morally right and correct, and that we do less of the offside stuff, the more we're on course, the more energy we have to actually do the other things in our lives. 
And so when we're congruent um, and when we're honoring kind of those universal truth of that we will be told the truth if we're open to it, then you can actually walk through life with your intuition turned fully on because you're not sickened by the messages you're getting because you're able to actually act in alignment with that. So it actually gives you more and more energy the more and more congruent you are and the more intuitive you become if you are able to respond in a way that moves you towards truth. So when you have these spiritual directors and mentors in your life and you're doing all these things that are great and good and following along the path, you're going to come upon times when you stumble and it's normal. Uh, What's abnormal is when we uh, turn again the blind eye to our own stumbling and go, well, I don't want to confess that. I don't want to know that about myself. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to not have that next glass of wine. I don't, I don't want to um, have to pay $70 million in fines because somebody in my company made a big mistake. I don't want to do that. Well, <laughs> you might not want to do that. But in order to stay healthy and to be congruent, we need to recognize and own what it is that we do that is offside. And as soon as we do that, as soon as we recognize it and we say, yeah, I totally cut that guy off in traffic. I can't believe I did that. Or I totally caused that accident. I can't believe I I did that. I did it. It was totally me. Then as soon as you're able to do those things in your life, your self-respect comes back. And when your self-respect comes back, then you can actually lead yourself because you trust yourself again. And we, you know, in in, uh, management consulting and like in any community development, we talk about like the holy grail of all things is this whole concept of mutual trust and respect. And, you know, we're sitting around tables and getting paid great big amounts of money, which is great, and looking at each other and go, how do we build this mutual trust and respect in the group? And as I'm working with clients, I think it's really hard to build mutual trust and respect when people don't trust and respect themselves. And and so that is the the thing that we're bumping up against all the time. And so in our own businesses as entrepreneurs and creators, we're bumping up against this all the time too, even if we're operating uh, alone and figuring out that how do I have really high positive self-regard how do I become a raving fan of myself so that I can be excellent in business and in life that is the it's critical that you learn that skill and again part of that is having this director or coach or mentor and what they do is they help you to get your yourself across the Rubicon, as Carolyn Miss calls it. I love that. that like, get yourself across the Rubicon because you don't know how to get yourself across that expanse. And as a coach, I will say that all day long. Like, where, where is it you are now? Where do you want to be? And how do I help you to get from the point that you're at right now to where it is you want to be? Because if you knew how to do it, you would have done it. You know, so let's figure out how you're going to get there. And the practical tools and and tips and tricks for people is getting down to the granular things that activities that they do every single day that help to lead them towards self-respect. So if we, if we just start with that piece um, and talk about in business, whatever you bring to your business, whether you work by yourself as an entrepreneur or you work in a big company, is still that level of respect that you have for yourself. So if you're somebody who says, I am truthful all the time and you're not, that chips a hole in that self-respect, you know? And so if you can kind of picture that your self-respect is this big bubble that resides in your chest and that every time you tell a lie, whether you think you're telling a lie or not, it takes a little chip out of that nice big sphere of goodness. And so it can be lies like, oh, yeah, I worked seven hours today when you only worked three. It can be lies like, um, yeah, I'm not doing lunch today because I'm working when the truth is you're sleeping. Uh, (laughs) And if you need sleep, just say I need sleep. But when you when you move closer and closer towards uh, being truthful, it it builds that self-respect. So if you're somebody that says I run 25 miles every day and you don't, it's like, it's like that chips away at your um, uh, your self-respect as well. If you're uh, working on an entrepreneurial project 
and it's your business and you love it and you're a really good fill in the blank here, whether it's uh, a writer or an artist or a musician or a, a coach or a, you know, a, a consultant or uh, any of the million things that are entrepreneur, a baker, uh, the hardware store owner, no, no matter what it is that you're doing, what business it is that you're operating, if your own self-respect and self-regard are um, diminished, you bring that everywhere with you and it affects your bottom line. Uh, I often will say that people's, how they feel about themselves shows up in their physiology and their biology. And uh, in this culture in North America, we're very much uh, not able sometimes we think to rein ourselves in. And so I'll look at my friends who are holistic health practitioners, um, you know, coaches, people who are selling fragrances and aromatherapy oils and yo- teaching yoga and all of these things. And I recognize it because it happened within myself is that just being able to uh, go, I am not well myself. How am I selling wellness to everybody else? And then to humanly to say, I have not been congruent in either what I've been eating or how much I've been sleeping or any of those things. And I need to get myself back on track. But it's our ability to rein ourselves in that actually allows us to get self-respect again. And it's like you got to dig in and think about that all of those little activities and habits that you do that lead to self-respect will lead to a better business. So some of the greatest minds in the world had habits every single day that they never varied. And that's not necessarily the way that your life needs to be, but it's something to consider. So when you get up in the morning, we'll just cover a few before the show closes. But when you get up in the morning, do you get up and generally you're in a great mood? Do you take care of your nutrition? Are you getting enough sleep? Uh, Are you um, structuring your business in a way that makes sense for longevity? Are you treating the people in your life positively and with love? Are you coming from a place of moral intelligence yourself? Are you working on your character every day? Is your family the most important thing to you? How do you show that? Do they know that? And uh, if you're um, picking consultants or, or choosing coaches, get them in place now and so that you can have a regular call every single day. I have a coach that I talk to that I've talked to the same uh, coach in my life for years and years and years. And it's like that longevity of relationship. They also know when things are off base or on base. So keeping people in your life that are going to hold you accountable is a huge part of having business and life success. Uh, In the next uh, few weeks, you'll see on my uh, website, Real Life Training, that we have some offerings for people who are looking for direction in their business. And as always, we have things for people who are looking for direction in their life. So we'd love it if you come pop by and uh, check us out at reallifetraining.com. Until next week, I hope you all have a wonderful week. Be amazing. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Master Your Life with Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin can be heard every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go enjoy your successful life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.